0: As you guys know, Pastor Pat is still on vacation. He'll, Lord willing, he'll be back with us next week. So please don't forget to uh, continue to pray for our pastor. Love him very much. That's Philippians. That'll be in chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3, and we'll be reading from verse 12. Chapter 3, verse 12. Not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on, that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, let us, as many as are mature, have this mind. And if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal even this to you. Nevertheless, to the degree that we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule, let us be of the same mind. Brethren, join in following my example and note those who so walk as you have us for a pattern. For many walk of whom I have told you often, and now tell you, even weeping, that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ, whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly, and whose glory is in their shame, who set their minds on earthly things, for our citizenship is in heaven, from which we eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body, that it may be conformed to his glorious body, according to the working by which he is able even to subdue all things to himself. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you, Lord. you're, You're always so encouraging to us in your word. So, Father, we just pray now, Lord, that your Holy Spirit just really speaks to us regarding this passage here, Lord. We pray that you just stir up our hearts and just let us really just take in what your beautiful word says to us. We praise in the mighty, powerful name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Please be seated. Every time I try to work this thing, never mind. So, every time I try to get this clock going, I can never get that thing going. I was ready this time. So anyways, uh, it's good to see you all. You know, I was, I was thinking about, you know, I was asking the Lord, you know, a while back to, you know, to where he wants to lead us when, when Pastor Pat asked me to come up and teach. I was just praying and, and, and try to seek out the Lord and, and what do you want to say to us? And I just kept hearing, press forward, press on, right? It's so easy for us to, to lose sight. To, to lose sight on what all the blessings that the Lord has for us. You know, so the Lord really put it on my heart to, to, to really just share this with you guys. So, you know, here we are. We're into new year, right? Brand new year. So most time, right, we, we, we have plans. We enter, It's already this half the month coming up already, right? 2014. Matter of fact, I was just I was talking to my wife before the year, and I was telling her, man, 2013, it just, it just flew by, right? It just continues... <laughs> As you can see, my grades keep coming up. It keeps flying by, you know, and it just keeps going. And so I was was thinking about the goals or, you know, what what I didn't accomplish, what I tried to accomplish, you know. And once again, I didn't really accomplish a lot of the things that I kind of was hoping we we could do, you know. And and so now it's a wonderful year to start off, right, our our new year and, and see, you know, what kind of goals, finances, relationships, whatever the goals are. It's that time, right? It's, it's the calendar year. That's normally how everybody does it. Normally we hope for a better year, right? Maybe last year was tougher for us, you know? Or maybe it was good. But normally we always mark a brand new year by, by the calendar. But one thing I love about our Lord, right? Every day is a new day. Amen? Every day is a new day for me, right? We're not like, the, you know, everyone else. Yeah, we're supposed to do the calendar because that's, that's the way it is. But we know, us that know the Lord, we know that every day is a brand new day. Every day God wants to be in our presence. Every day He's encouraging us, but we just want to be able to seek Him. The problem is that sometimes we let all these other things we we let we put the wrong priorities, and we tend to have everything backwards. I mean, there's many times that I can remember just you know we try to be uh, faithful to our devotions and stuff like that. All of a sudden, half the day is gone. Right. So, but we need as Christians to know that. Not the starting of the calendar is, is, is our hope. We have Jesus Christ. He's, he's the sure, the sheer sure hope, right? And we need to know that he will always carry us through our years, carry us through our days, always, he's always ready to, to encourage us. So 2014, it's a wonderful time to press forward, to grow, to grow in the word of God, right? To, you know, and for some of us, maybe it's to recommit. Like I said earlier, maybe 2013 was a, was a tough year. Maybe it was a rough year. Or maybe it was one of those roller coaster years. But you know what? We could start brand, brand new because that's our God. Right? Our God wants to be able to always start brand new with us. So, so the Lord uh, turned me over to the book of Philippians. I love the book of Philippians. If you have never read the book of Philippians or if you haven't read in a while, I encourage you to read it, especially if, you know, if, if you, it's a book of joy. Right? One thing we talk about in the in the men's study, as Christians, many times we don't have that joy. Right? We don't we should have that joy. No matter what our circumstances are, we should always have that joy in the Lord. And he's so faithful to us, right? So like I said, this book is a very encouraging book and I love this book. Now the the, the Philippi I mean the book of Philippians is written by the Apostle Paul. And here the Apostle Paul, he wants to stir up to 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 press forward. He wants all of all the Philippians, he wants all of us. To press forward, right? To follow Christ, and that's 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 what he does in the book. He just continues to stir up. He, what is going on here? He visited them already once, and now he's in prison, and he's staring them up because he knows that these uh, the Judaizers, those are the legalists. They're they're, they're going to come back, and they're going to try to infiltrate back the old way of law, the old Mosaic law, right? And but he but nevertheless, he's telling them, hey. You're going to have some trials, but you've got to press through. It kind of reminds me of, of in the Old Testament. I love this. I, I love this, this this account. It's when uh, you guys remember if you, when Jacob and, and I'm sorry, when Joshua and Caleb, when Joshua and Caleb, there's a the 12. Remember that? The 12 spies. And they went to the land because most said, go out, go out to the go out to the promised land. There's just there's, there's milk and honey. Right. And they went out there during all those trials in the wilderness. They still went out there. You know, they're saying there's big giants, the people are big, right? And they came back. They came back with big grapes, everything, a wonderful report. And they said, check it out what we got up there. Let's go back and get it. Right? Let's go back and get it. They were pressing. Even through all their trials, they were pressing. But then the other ones, no, oh, it's, it's too tough. We, they're too big. That problem's too big. That's the same attitude. That's the same outlook that we should have on this side of the cross, Right? Especially that we have our Lord Jesus Christ. So, this is what I love this thing. It's, it's a wonderful time to just kind of look at ourselves and see where we're at, to, to, to see what the Lord has for us this year. So, in context, this is called, uh, normally called pressing towards the goal, and I just call it pressing forward. We need to press forward, right? So, in context here, Paul loves the, the Philippians. He really loved the Philippians, and the Philippians loved him, right? And he wanted to inspire them. Like I told you, the Judaizers were, were trying to tell them that they needed to work out in the flesh. But Paul, Paul. As a matter of fact, you know what? Let's look at that last chapter because we should look at it to really look see what Paul is, is saying here. It's, especially if it's been a while. So i want to i want to just kind of just read through it real quick before we get to our our our, our, our verse here. As you can see, I'll start off in uh, I'll start off in verse two. He's telling the telling, the, telling the, his beloved Philippians, beware of dogs, beware of evil workers, beware of the mutilations. For we are the circumcision who worship God in the spirit, rejoice in Christ Jesus, and have no confidence in the flesh. See, he has no, he has no more confidence in the flesh, right? He's telling him no more outward circumcision. It's in your heart. Right? That's what he's trying to tell them, trying to remind them. Verse 4, though I also might have confidence in the flesh, if anyone else thinks he may have confidence in the flesh, I'm more so. And here he, he, he talks about his pedigree here. Verse 5, circumcised in the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews concerning the law, a Pharisee concerning, concerning zeal, persecuting the church, concerning the righteousness, which is the law, blameless. Verse 7. But what things were gained to me, these things I have counted loss for Christ. He said, I had the wrong zeal. He said, I come from a family, both, both parents are from Israel. I was a Hebrew of Hebrews. Matter of fact, some commentaries believe he was going to be the next high priest. I'm not sure if that's true or not, but some commentaries believe he was the next guy up. Right, so he was on fire for the Lord. You know, he had zeal, but it was the right, wrong, wrong kind of zeal. Right, he was hurting the church. You know, he was hurting the church. But look at what he. But he said, "I count that all loss. I count it all lost." Verse eight. Yet indeed, I also count all things lost. I love this verse for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish, that I may gain Christ. Verse 9, and be found in him, that's Jesus, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith, that I may know him and the powers of resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering, being conformed to his death, if by any means I may obtain to the resurrection from the dead. Here, Apostle Paul, he, had, he, he was captured by, by, by the Lord. He knew, he knew that all that matters was that beautiful relationship he had with Almighty God. Right? He felt that power. He knew, you know, all that stuff I've been doing, it, it was a waste of my time. It's rubbish, he says in, the, in his verses, right? It's a, it's, but now... I got, I got Christ. I don't want to let go of Christ. I love Christ. So he knows, he knows that this is, this is all that matters. He finally, he's finally, his life is being turned around. You know, I remember a time when, uh, when I got saved and I didn't think I was lost, right? I didn't, I thought I was okay, right? But I remember when I got, when I, when the Lord just, just struck me, and just, you know, I, I didn't get saved until I was 40, right? Uh, I, I lived in the world and, and I wasn't even I wasn't even going to church to seek to be saved. I was going just because my wife wanted to go to church. You know, she loved God and I love my wife, right? So I just remember when I heard that message and I, 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 when I, I could relate to that verse, I just felt the power of the Holy Spirit just really just entering my heart, my soul, and I just felt like I fell in love with God. And I wanted to know. I want to know who I fell in love with. Right, but I just felt the presence of of the Holy Spirit, and and that's my words, but that's what he's he's saying here. Right, he's saying that I may know, and this word know is in in Greek as gnosis, known by experience. Right, he known by experience in verse ten that I know him and the power of the fellowship. So see, so see here, he he had that he knew, and he he couldn't let go of it anymore. He wanted to go forward. He just wanted to continue to go forward and, and and continue just to. Share the word of, of the Lord Jesus, right? So that's why he said, all that other stuff, there's nothing. I found, what I've been searching for my whole life, all right? And you know what? A lot of us, I believe, know the Lord here. We know this. We know what God has done in our lives. You know, we know that his promises are always, always true, all right? So, so right here he shows himself. I have no confidence in my, myself but Christ Jesus. So here on verse 12... Paul here is giving us a good encouragement, an example of pressing forward, right? Pressing forward. Now look at verse 12. I'm always amazed at verse 12 here. Let me move this all the way here. Verse 12 says, not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on, that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. In the first part of verse 13, brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended. Here you have Paul. Oh, I love Paul. Here we have Paul, and he's saying, I, I, don't, I haven't attained it. You know, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm still hungry for Christ. Even though he met me at Damascus. Now, think about it. This is 30 years ago. This is 30 years before he knew him, and he still had that same zeal, like he just met the Lord right there face to face. I love about what Apostle Paul is he never lost the hunger for Christ. He never lost the hunger for Christ. So, what I'm going to attempt to do this morning is to hit some points here of how we can stay motivated, how we could press forward. One is to have that love and hunger for Christ, right? He was never, Paul's attitude was, he was never, he never permitted himself to be, to be satisfied, right? Like he arrived. You know, on the Apostle Paul. You know, I right? love the Apostle Paul. You know, if you think about his achievements, look what he's done. He did a lot of uh, missionaries, missionaries uh, trips, started a lot of churches, Made a lot of kings, shared the gospel message with a lot of people. So he could have easily been the old Paul and, and, and go, oh, I'm back to moving up again. Mm-mm. He said, you know what? I'm nothing. I, I'm, I'm nothing. I'm not, I haven't arrived. I have, I have, I'm nothing, right? It would be very easy for him to be tempted to compare himself to others, right? But you know what he did? He had a hunger for the Lord that he only compared himself to Christ Jesus, right? He only compared himself to Christ Jesus. That's it. And when we compare ourselves, he's a measuring stick, right? So when we look at Christ Jesus, we know how we fall short. But he knew him so well, right? He knew him intimately. He also knew God's grace. He knew God's grace. So that should be an encouraging for us as well. You know, when we do measure self, God is very gracious, right? And he knew this. So that's why he says, you know what? I haven't attained it yet. I haven't got onto it. I haven't held on. To, I, haven't, I haven't touched it. You know, and then when you look at this word here in this verse on, on verse 12, which says, but I press on, right? So he said, I haven't attained it, but I, I press on. And this word is used in the Greek. It's used, like, for a, a, an aggressive, energetic movement, an action, right? It's like a vigor, right? He goes, he goes, I press on, you know, almost like a, like a sprinter. I, I love seeing sprinters run, right? Sprinters, when they take off, I mean, especially when they take off those, those the blocks, boom, you know, boom, We just, you could hear them, if you ever go to a, a track meet, you could just hear it, <laughs> sounds really good, right, that's what he said, I, I'm going forward, because there's more for me to know, right, I, I'm going forward, you know, and just like those track stars, you know, most time you can see here, Paul, he does, he uses athletics, that's why I like Paul too, he uses a lot of sports and stuff, right, so he's using a sports here for, for analogy. And then normally when you see those, those athletes, especially those sprinters, they're in such great shape, right? They know what to eat. They know what the diets. They know all that stuff, what to, what to eat. Paul, for us, we should hunger for God's word, right? For us to be able to continue to be motivated, to continue to press forward, we need to be also spiritually fed. You know, for us to continue to go forward, we need to always be in the word of God, so we can know his love, his grace, and his mercies. That's the only way that we're really going to be able to, to know what the Lord has is for us, right? Never settling. Well, you know what happens is it, there's two types of Christians, really. One is always moving forward and one that's falling back. Right? We cannot be in that middle. We cannot just be right, 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 not doing anything. We, can, we need to be moving forward. So it's very important that we continue to be fed the word of God so that we can press, that so we can have that energy go forward. But look what he says here also. But I press on, verse 12, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. You know, the first time I read that, I was like, what? <laughs> he's saying, I am pressing forward for the things that Jesus wants for me. That's basically what he's saying. I'm pressing forward because Jesus wants something for me, and I want to continue to go to go forward, right? Basically, he wants to be in God's, God's perfect will, you know? When we have that same outlook, that we want to be in God's will, and I want to press forward, why? Because Jesus has something good for me. Sometimes, you know, when people get saved, they think they get nervous about what God wants them to do, you know? But God wants the best, the absolute best for us, right? That's, he only wants the best for us. And Paul knew it, Right? And that word "lay hold," when you look at it, how in the grammar, what it means, it's talking about, like I can use I can use football, right? It's when like when someone gets tackled, when they throw you down, right? So Apostle Paul, he felt that when he was held, when he was, when he says that that I may lay hold of, he was he was knocked off his feet, right? He was knocked down, right? It's awesome. It's it's, it's it, to me, it's very uh, it's very cur- encouraging when I hear that Apostle Paul says, "I have not arrived," right? That should be encouraging to all of us that he has not arrived. So Christ laid hold of Paul for what? For his purpose and as a witness. Most of us can remember on, on, on Acts chapter 9 where he met Apostle Paul in Damascus, right? He told him, when he, when, he, when he met him there, he told him that he had many things for him to do. And I'm paraphrasing, right? And part of it was suffering. As we know, Paul did suffer. You know, he did suffer, right? So in Ephesians 2.10, it says, For we are his workmanship. Creating Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared for beforehand, that we should walk in them. The Lord wants to seek, I mean, the Lord wants us to seek Him and hunger for more. That's what He wants from us. He just wants Him to seek Him. He'll feed us, He'll direct us, He'll guide us. You know, we sometimes think in our own power we need to move forward, but it's, it's the Lord. You know, we, we add our own pressure, we, we, we thirst. You know, there's times where I hear, uh, man, You know what i haven 't been re- in the word i 'm so i 'm so thirsty you know I'm, I'm, I'm dry right that's the word you're, i dry hey, take that as okay that means you you 've had a thirst before you had a quenching before you know if if you 're ever dry, just hey get back in the word he'll quench it just like that you know and that's that should be encouraging to all of us and so here' that 's what he wants he wants a complete work in us and that's so to, to be encouraged he wants us to uh to really seek him out. To, to, we should be in the word. So one of the things that motivate him is he's always in the word of God. I mean, many times in the scriptures, you see how he quotes scriptures all the time, right? So in verse 13, it says, what, let's see what motivates Paul, right? But one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. What motivated Paul was he focused on on the prize, because you look in verse fourteen, which I'll just look at real quick, it says, uh, "I press towards the goal for the prize of the upward call." So that's 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 what he's focused on. He's focused on the prize. He knows God's love. Right? He just in other verses he's telling how much he loves, how much he loves the Lord. So he's he's saying here that his motivation is that. What is our motivation? You know, that's something we need to ask ourselves. Do we have? Are we motivated to seek the Lord? Right? But I love what he says here. To be faithful to one thing. He says, I just want to do one thing. I just want to go for that prize. I want to go for the upward call. One thing, all right? And, and, and not to be distracted by many things. That's what we do at times, you know. Uh, we get distracted very easily and not focus on what the Lord has in hand. You know, we have a lot, of, a lot of gadgets, a lot of stuff, and a lot of things going on. It's easy for us to be distracted. It really is for us, easy for us to be distracted. But But here... His motivation, he was not. He knew, he knew what, he, what God called him to do. God touched him mightily, and he really wanted to, to continue to go forward, right? But as you continue to look at that verse in verse 13, but he says, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. Many times looking behind often distracts what God has for us for today and for the future, you know? That's something we need to be be very careful of. I mean, those those uh, it can discourage us in mighty ways. Sometimes it could be uh, uh, guilt. Sometimes it could be sometimes it could be something good. Sometimes it could be look what I used to do. Oh, I used to be in this ministry. I used to do that. Right, and we're looking always looking in the mirror. We're always looking back in the mirror. We need to be looking forward. You know, it's so he's saying. You know, I'm looking back, and if anybody had to look back, and anybody had anything, it, it was the Apostle Paul. Apostle Paul, he never, he never looked back. He always knew. He always looked forward. You know, many times we also see that. Um, you know, the Apostle. Sometimes I hear, and you know what? I don't, I don't think God wants to use me anymore. You know. You know, for whatever reason. One of the things that encouraged me, think about Apostle Paul. He martyred the first Christian. He martyred the first Christian. He was attacking all the Christians. And yet he's saying, I'm not looking behind. Because he knew, he knew the Lord personally, that he knew God's grace. You know, We are harder on ourselves to not go forward. We unmotivate ourselves. God is right there. God never leaves us. We end up we end up putting ourselves on the sidelines. And, and the Apostle Paul, he says, he's saying, hey, forget those things that are in the back. You know, go forward. Don't worry about yesterday. You know, don't worry about an hour ago. Continue to go forward. I, I will guide you. I will direct you. And these, this is something very encouraging, you know. You know, and, and so one thing that I love about this little part here, what he's motivated by God's grace. Like I said, all this, and if, you know, and if, I just feel like I'm going to say this right now. And if, if someone here is feeling that, be encouraged. That all you got to do is repent to the Lord. And just like 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Right? I want to encourage anybody out there who, who's feeling that way, that I can't be used by God. God is, God is, God is a God of new beginnings. All right? The new beginnings. We were just talking about that earlier. He is faithful and just and loving. So, so that was his motivation. He knew God's grace. He knew God's grace. We need to really just receive it, right? It's a free gift. Right? I don't know anybody that turned down a free gift. Right? You're going you to use it. So, verse 14 says, now look at his motiv- the other part of his motivation. He says, I press towards the goal for the prize of the upward call. Of God in Christ Jesus. I love this part because it's pressing pressing towards the goal. He's reaching, right? And I was just talking to the brother earlier this morning, you know, that particular part. Many times that it does, it talks about a sprinter. But if you look at it, many people believe they're like little chariots. And on these chariots, they're real small, right? They're they're almost like those, those little Coopers. If you have a Cooper, you probably know what a chariot is. I'm sorry if you have a Cooper, right? If you at a little Cooper in the chariot, right? you're like, you're, you're, look at that guy. He's pressing. No, no, he's sitting in the car, right? That's what it's like, right? He's like sitting like that, and he's pressing. He's going forward, all right? I'm sorry if you have a Cooper, man, but I love trucks. right? So, so But that's what it's like. Right? He's holding on. He has to go forward, in that chariot race, they're going forward, and he has to hold on, and he's going forward, and that's the, that's the wording right there, pressing forward. He's, he's hanging on, because they have to turn the whole body, that turn the body to make those, those crazy turns, and that's the same thing he's doing. He's pressing towards what? The prize. What's the prize? The upward call. The upward call. Do you know you're called by Christ Jesus? Have you ever thought about that? The almighty creator of the universe Called us. That, I mean, that blows me away from the heavens, you know. And you know, if you think back before you're a Christian, God, He still loved me back then, too. <laughs> yes. Yes, He loved you back then. He, there's a calling in all our lives, and He wants to use us. You know? that, I mean, that's, that, that's to me, that's, that blows me away. Sometimes I look at that and I just I get all, like, I, you know, I, do. I just get all, oh, Lord, you're too good, all right the prize, you know, and part of the prize is, is just being in the race, right? Being in the race. Sometimes we can read this and we think that we're competing with each other. But nah, yeah, it's not a competition like that, right? You're in this race. Continue to go. You're going to get something, right? Just be in the race, right? And it's encouraging here in, in that verse 14, if you noticed, you know, it's in. We, have, we all have our call in our lives in Christ, in Christ. That's his grace and no, all, right? We have his Christ in Christ Jesus. That's it. You know? And what's awesome about that is we have the Holy Spirit to guide us to go forward. It's not our own power. It's not our own might. It's by the power of the Holy Spirit. So either, if he's called you, if he's called you, he's moving you forward. Unfortunately, if, if he's called you and, and you're sitting on the fence or you're not, or you're not doing anything, brothers and sisters, that's called backsliding. But like I said, that's God's grace he will continue to move us forward. It's his strength, not ours. You know, and, and just like regular, cheap, regular sports, there's always a reward. And, and you can read that here. And there's a crown of righteousness for those who run well, right? And that's Second Timothy four eight. Finally, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which, Lord the, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on that day. And not to me only, but also to all who have loved his appearing, a righteous judge, a righteous judge. Yeah, that to me is encouraging. You know, here's and this, this particular part, that's what motivated Paul. You know, what, that's what motivated Paul. You know, I think back, I think back, you know, when, uh, when I just got married with my wife, you know. Before I was married, you know, I, I, had, I had okay jobs. You know, they're okay jobs, right? But I thought I got married to my wife, you know. I love my wife. Right? I wanted to bless her, I wanted to support her. So I ended up getting a job at uh, the old manufacturing plant out there in Fremont, Knew me. And it paid well, it paid really good. So once I got in, you know, I, I really wanted to get this job. I was motivated to get this job because I really wanted to, to support my wife. You know, I really wanted to, just to you know be for us to to go forward, to get, you know, get a house and have a family. Right, so I was really motivated, and I never, ever, ever worked in a manufacturing plant before. And when I went to that plant, I was like, "Okay, I've had jobs; I could do anything, right?" And then when I walked up to there, I don't know if you've seen—I love *I Love Lucy*. So I don't know if you've seen that. But remember that chocolate scene? Oh, that's what I saw. <laughs> I, I, I was on the engine line, and I was like, "Like, oh my gosh, you know, oh my gosh, how am I going to do this, right?" You had to put on parts every fifty seconds. And you look at you, you know, you're, you're you're looking, and it's and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna get fired. Ah, how am I gonna make it, right? And I'm looking around, I'm seeing every, all these other parts being put on. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, how are they doing this, right? So, but I really, I really wanted to be, I really want this job. So I said, oh man, I really gotta learn this job. So I was paying attention, I was motivated. I, I started getting good at it. I started, hanging, you know, they started showing me how to do it, and I really was motivated. Why? Because I love my wife. Right? I, I wanted to bless her. That same motivation, more so, more so, should be the same motivation we have for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Right? That should be the same exact motivation. You know, if, if you love God, that is the same motivation. You just want to be right next to him. You. you just want to be able just to uh, be used by him. Right? If you want to be used by him, that is encouraging to be. So, so where is our motivation, right? Where is our motivation? God is good, amen? So those are the things right there. That, that, so what motivated Paul? Well, he had the hunger for the word. He was focused. He, 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 he was motivated because he loved God. Now look at verse 15. We're going to read 15 and 16. He says, Therefore, let us as many... As our mature have this mind, and if anything you think otherwise, God will reveal even this to you. Nevertheless, to the degree that we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule. Let us be of the same mind. But so we're going to move forward. We need to be in unity among other believers. That is, we have to be in we have to be unity in unity. With them, right? It says here that the, that the spiritual, that all the spiritual mind have the same mind. What does that mean? It's commitment. We gotta have that same commitment, right? That's what he's talking about right here. For in 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 the, in the earlier he was talking about that for what? For the upward call? For what? To win the race? That's what he's talking about right here in verse fifteen. He's saying, "Let us, let us have as many as mature. Have this in mind." And then he says, "And if you think otherwise, God will even." Reveal it even to you there's god 's grace right there, right? Paul trusted in the ability of the, of the Holy Spirit that he would reveal god 's truth right he didn't have to convince them he didn't have to try to tell them to do it. he knew the holy Spirit will, 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 will take care of that you know many times that you know it's very tempting you know when you know someone you love is not not coming regularly to either Bible or studies or the church, and you do you kind of want to grab them, come on right but I, we have to truly believe that the Holy Spirit is going to tell them to come. And normally they do. Yeah, they do. So we've got to have that same mindset as the Apostle Paul. Just have that same commitment to, to knowing. But it's very important that we, we are with amongst other believers, like right here. Right? Just like right here. And it says here, uh, the, verse 16, Nevertheless, to the degree that we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule. Let us be of the same mind. Here you're saying we got to walk by the same, the the, the, the word uh, the word same uh, rule right same standard I'm sorry the rule the word rule is standards, walk by the same standard does not excuse us from not doing the Lord's will. I mean if you knew what if you know what the what the word of God is saying to you, uh, we need to be able to, there's no excuse for it right. Second, Second Timothy two five says, and also if anyone competes in athletics, he is not crowned unless he competes according to the rule. If you know you're called to compete, compete, right? Get in there. We, we are to have the same unity in mind, right? We all have different callings in our lives. We all have different callings, right? But we need to all work together in the same goal. We're a family. We need to continue to the same goal. Verse 17, and he says here, Brethren, join in the following my example and note those who so walk, and you have us for a pattern to continue to follow Christ, to continue to move forward, we need to lead by example. We need to lead by example. I mean, he's not being egotistic here, right? He says, you know, we need to lead by example, you know, for us husbands, we need to lead our homes by example, right? To be men of God. So this is a very important thing here, you know? We need to lead. He says, uh, He's not, he's not saying he's perfect. First Corinthians 11 one says, imitate me just as I also imitate Christ. We need to live Christian lives that glorify the Lord. You know, that, that's, that's it. We need, to, we need to live those lives. I like here what he says here too. says, Paul noted that there are other good examples. See, if you see here, uh, we see here, it says, not the, those who so walk as you have us for a pattern. Right? It's not just Paul. He's saying, hey, there's other people in the church that, that, that you could look up to, that you could look to to help you, guide you spiritually, right? To pray with you, right? We should be, we should be uh, disciples, but right? we should be discipling others. It's very important that we, we, we disciple others. You know, I love that we, we support the, the fisher of, uh, fisher of men because they're always discipling brothers. They're always discipling brothers, and it's really encouraging when you see uh, how they're pouring in love into them, right? And it's very encouraging So that's another thing that we, as we press forward, it's very important that we lead by example. And God will give us the grace. But check this out. Look at verse 18 and verse 19. It says, for many walk of whom I have told you often and now tell you even weeping that the enemies of the cross of Christ, whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly and whose glory is in their shame, who set their mind on earthly things. Here's a warning. Here is a warning you know, that, that we don't fall into this so that we can't walk forward. That there is people in, our, in the church, Christians, who, are, are, who Paul, Paul says are enemies of the cross. Enemies of the cross. Many walk within the church. Right Earlier he was talking about the Judaizers, but I personally believe here. Now he's talking about those within. Those are, are, are Christians. Right? And he's saying, basically they're saying they're living double lives. They're living double lives, you know. It's very important that we stay, that we live a, a sacrificial life, right? Take, right? He's saying here that they're taking advantage of grace living without repentance. I, I you know, and you, unfortunately, you see that more and more in the church. Body, in the church, you see how uh, how a lot of people are, are taking advantage of God's grace upon their lives, and that shouldn't be. That shouldn't be. So if you could hold your spot and let's and look over to Romans. Oh yeah, we're going to Romans. Oh yeah. Because I really well we need to see what really what what is he talking about here? What sacrificial living is about. Romans 6, and we're gonna start on verse 1. And here's Apostle Paul. He's talking about, about grace, how, how how grace abounds, how there's grace is endless how he totally just wants to, uh, uh, that he pours out his grace upon us but he says here in verse six uh, chapter six verse one follow with me here what shall we say then shall we continue in sin that grace may abound should we continue to sin because i got a lot of grace why don't we continue sinning All right, that's what he's saying here certainly not or god forbid how shall we who died in, to sin live any longer in it Or do you not know that as many of us were baptized into Christ, uh, Jesus were baptized into his death, right? We are to die to sin, right? And it says here, verse 4, Therefore we were buried with him through the baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. We should walk in newness of life, right? We We should be brand new creations, he's saying here, right? We, should, we shouldn't be the old man anymore. Look at verse 5. For if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection, knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away, with, the, with that we should no longer be slaves of sin. Right? We should no longer be slaves of sin. We should no longer be attracted to that. Right? We should no longer be attracted to that. You know, we're not saying that we're perfect, right? We could all, you know, always repent and stuff like that. But he said we should no longer desire to live in sin. Verse 7, for he who has died has been freed from sin. There it is. Verse 8, now if we die with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him, knowing that, there's that word knowing again, knowing that Christ have, has been raised to the dead, dies no more, death no longer has dominion, dominion over him. A spiritual death, right? For the death that he died, he died to sin once for all, but the life that he lives, he lives to God. We are to live to God. right? We are to live to God. We shouldn't be doing those, living that same pattern that we lived at one time. Verse 11. Likewise, you also reckon. That's an accounting firm. He's not a Texan. You reckon. Reckon yourself to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Oh, we've got to be alive in God. Right. We gotta be alive in God. That's what he's telling you right there. Look at verse twelve. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body that you should obey it in its in its lust. All right, We shouldn't obey it. We shouldn't we shouldn't be uh, hooked on to that anymore. Verse thirteen and do not present your members that's your your body as instruments of unrighteousness to sin, but present yourselves to God as being alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of of righteousness of God, we should be using our bodies for righteousness. Right? We should be using our bodies for righteousness now. Verse 14. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you have for you are no not under law, but under grace. See in the in the Philippians, they're trying to bring them back to this law. But we have grace now. And the verse in here, verse 15. What then? Shall we sin because we are now under law, but under grace? Certainly not. God forbid. Verse 16. Do you, do you not know that to whom you present yourself slaves to obey, you are the one slave who you obey? Whether of sin leading to death or of obedience leading to righteousness, but God be thanked that you were slaves of sin, yet you obey from the heart from, from of doctrine to which you were delivered, and having been set free from the sin, you became slaves of righteousness. You go back to Philippians, right? So Apostle Paul, Paul there, and also in Romans, he wrote Romans as well, he's, he's telling us, that is, we should be living a different life, right? We should be living a different life, right? We shouldn't be living the life of the past. But God is gracious, right? And if we repent, God is gracious. I love our God. How about you? I love him, right? Look back at verse 18 on Philippians chapter 3. Where he says, Uh, for and now, I tell you weeping that the enemy is the cross of Christ. He's weeping. Paul wept, right? Paul wept, why? Because, probably, I'm thinking because of the power of the Christ, it, it didn't touch their lives like he thought it would, right? And if you read uh, the epistles, the Apostle Paul, he was tough. He got whipped, he got beat, he got stoned, he got left to die. He died, he came back, and I never hear him crying. I would have been crying like a baby, right? But he wasn't crying, right? You know, he did not cry. But this broke his heart. Why? Because he knows God. He loves God's people, right? He loves God's people. So he wept right here. He cried. And, you know, I think also it, another thing that he's probably crying for is because one thing bad is that when, you know, we, we, we've seen it before when, when someone claims to be a Christian and they're not living that lifestyle, it really hurts the message, the, the message of the gospel. It really does. And I, I believe here that Apostle Paul was. Worried that they're gonna tell the Judaizers, see look, see what grace does? You see what grace does? You see what grace does? And that, that's why he wept. He wept because you know, he, first of all he loved these people, but it was God's word that they were that they were in. Verse 19. Look at this, and whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly, and whose glory is in the shame, who set their minds on earthly on earthly things. They set their minds on not on the prize. But they set their minds on, on worldly things. And when you look at that word God as their belly, he's not just talking about their stomach. Right? He's not just talking about that thing right there. Right? He's talking about all the sensual appetites. Right? All the sensual appetites. And, and they love it. They love to live in that live, live that lifestyle. Right? Right? And here when it says destruction, he's talking about hell. They're going to hell. Right? They're going to hell. So they're not heavily minded, you know. They're, Early in the in the passage the apostle Paul called them dogs, right? But we we shouldn't live that way, my brothers and sisters. We shouldn't live that way. So so these are some things here that the Lord is telling us how we could run those rakes, how we continue to press forward. These are the warnings that He's also giving us. He's giving us some encouragement, He's giving us some some direction. Uh, but he's also He's also saying, Look at, we need to live a sacrificial life, right? You pick up a cross daily. Pick up a cross daily. So look at verse twenty and twenty-one. We go here. For our citizenship is in heaven, from which we are also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse twenty one, who will transform our lowly bodies that it may be conformed to his glorious body, according to the working by which he is able to subdue all things to himself. Look at the contrast of this one. The other verses was worldly living things, worry about things on earth. And this one here is talking about uh, uh, heavenly things, Christian lives. We should live our lives in the anticipation of Christ's return. Do we live that way? Do we really live our lives knowing that Jesus could come back any minute, any second? That's the type of life that we should be living, anticipating the the Lord Jesus Christ coming back. So when he says here that we we eagerly wait for the Savior, that is motivation in itself. You know, We always talk about you know, if Jesus showed up right now, would you be happy to that he showed up at that moment, right? That's a, that right there is, is that, that's something that we should be reminded. Would you like whatever you're doing, whatever you're seeing, whatever you're saying, and he showed up? Well, <laughs> could you go back later, right? It don't work that way. He could come back as a thief of the knife, right? So verse 21 says, I like verse 21 because my body hurts every day, right? Who will transform our lowly, lowly bodies, that it may be conformed to his glorious body? All right, we will have a resurrected life. That is so awesome to hear. Right when 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 the resurrected life that that Jesus came on the return on the rapture of the church, we're gonna have a brand spanking new body. You know, to me, to me that's oh I love it because I'm all beat up. Right, so to have that beautiful to have a new body that, that's that's a beautiful thing. Right, and look at that last part. Of this, of this part here. He says he is able to subdue all things to himself. You know, earlier I was mentioning that sometimes we can't look at our past and, and feel like we're not worthy. Do, you, do we believe that he can subdue all things in your life? Right? That's something we need to ask ourselves. Do we really believe that God could change us? Do we really believe that God can use us in our lives? Yes, he can. Right, 'Cause it says it says it right here. He can subdue all things. He has control of all things. The bottom line is are we willing to give him everything in our lives? Right? Jesus he, we need we need to always have the Lord Jesus knowing he's gonna return any day. And that should be motivating itself right there. Amen. So in, in closing here, Apostle Paul here tells us that we are not to be satisfied where we're at. We are not to be satisfied where we're at. Right? We should have a hunger for God, hunger to know more of God. Right? And our motivation, our motivation is that, as the upper call. He called us. He called us to join us someday. And third, we need to be dis- we need to be disciplined in our lives. Right? We need to be disciplined in our lives. And God has grace on that. You know. You know. Sometimes when we mess up, we think we're out. God has grace on that. Right? And then we should live eagerly for heaven. You know what? God is God is good. God is good and he it's 2014 I was telling this to uh, to Brother Gary. I was telling him I really feel God is going to do something mighty. I, I really do and I don't know why this is the Lord you know was, is pointing in this direction on this passage but I really feel in my heart. I mean you can see it already that our church is it, growing spiritually we have people here that really love God. And 2014, it's, it's, it's something mighty powerful in, in his name is going to happen, right? And God wants us to be ready. God wants us to be ready to be used every single day. We're involved in all these different outreaches now, more so than ever. We support a lot of missionaries, and we should be praying for them, right? We should be praying for them. We should be ready. He's coming soon, and it'll be awesome to be used by God, right? We know we lived like before, you know, now God really wants to use us in a mighty and powerful way. All we got to do is trust him and follow him. Just deny ourselves. Just follow him. He's not going to take us somewhere that we're going to regret it. In, in, in my Christian life, there's never been something that I know the Lord told me to do, and I did it. Even though I didn't want to do it at first, that I regret it. Never. He's ne- it's never happened. Right? It's never, ever happened. Because God is good. God will take care of all those things. If we're having a hard year, if it's, if it's our relationships... God will take care of it somehow. If it's our children, God will take care of it somehow. Right? He is a gracious God, and he wants, to, he, he wants to show off. Show off to us, right? Trust him. Love on him. Amen? Let's pray. Father God, Lord, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that, that, that you always encourage us and, and always want to just the best for us. So, Father, we just pray, Lord, that this year, Lord, that we're able to press forward, that we're able to go forward in your power and your strength. And I pray for those here that, that are, you know, are, are convicted. Thank you that they are. And, and they want to be able just to have a brand new year and not have the same year as last year. I pray that your spirit just really touches them in a mighty way. I, we pray here as a family that your Holy Spirit just really encourages them. And for everybody else as well, Lord, we pray that we're, we're able to continue to walk on that path, to, be, to be, have our eyes focused upon you. For, Lord, as your word says, without you, we're nothing. Without you, we cannot do anything at all. So we just pray, Lord, as a church body, Lord, bless, bless our day, bless our walk. Lord, we just want to do the main thing. The main thing is you. We want to be able just to be used mighty powerfully this day that you be glorified through it, Lord. Lord, I pray that you bless everyone here. I pray, Lord, that if, 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 if they need more encouragement, Father God, that they are able to just reach out to our brothers and sisters before they leave today as well, Lord. Touch them in a mighty, powerful way. We thank you when we put all this in your feet. We, we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.